Welcome back to the Umbrella, everyone. Today, we're going to be having a discussion on what happens when you don't get a scholarship as a student athlete in high school and your different avenues and moves you can make and stuff to consider while trying to either receive a scholarship or find a different route to get to your destination of playing college basketball at a higher level. And so let's get started. So, Cam... What would be your advice right now for, say you're a junior in high school and you don't, you're a junior in high school, you don't have a scholarship, you don't have no scholarship looks, what avenue would you tell that, you would tell that student athlete to, to approach or their mindset if you want to get, get on topic of that? I mean, I would just use myself as an example because, like you said, if you're going into, let's say, your junior year, I didn't I didn't have any scholarship offers. Like I think through like the AU circuit, I might have had like a cut like interest from like a couple of small schools, but nothing like no offers, anything like that. So for me, one of the first things I did the summer after my junior year was I got an invitational to a prep all stars camp at Virginia Tech. And in high school, if you if you play AAU and for your high school and just you play, you know, a lot of basketball, sometimes you'll come across those letters you're going to get in the mail from different camps, some invitational, some not. That would definitely be the first the first thing I would get on top of is just trying to get as much exposure as you can through camp and get in front of as many college coaches as you can. So that was one of the things that kind of helped me get my name out there a little more, even if it's just like in the region of where you live. Sometimes the tri-state area, maybe, you know, if you live on the East Coast, maybe a couple of states along the East Coast where you may get some interest. But um, another thing sometimes is you may have to consider the uh, junior college route. You know, a lot of times, even for a lot of high-level players, um, they end up having to go the JUCO route, you know, for a number of reasons. It could be grades. It could be, um, like you said, maybe they had an incident where schools stopped recruiting them for whatever reason. And a lot of guys tend to go that JUCO route to do similar to what I was just saying about an exposure camp. As a high school kid, it's just you want to get in in front of as many college coaches as you can. And, you know, obviously play well, but just, you know, getting that eye and, and getting your name out there always helps. But some guys just end up not, not getting scholarships and have to go the JUCO route. So I think, you know, getting involved in as many camps as you can while you're still in high school, it definitely helps. But like me, even after going to camps and stuff like that, once I got to my senior year, I really didn't have that much interest other than the JUCO level, which it's like, that's just 
one step to try to get to division one, division two, division three, whatever you want to do. But sometimes you just got to take that extra route. You know, unfortunately, it's not always going to be just, you know, straight out of high school, going D1 and that kind of thing. Sometimes, you know, it doesn't always go as planned, which mentally you got to prepare for that as well. You know, preparing yourself mentally for, you know, letdowns here and there, disappointments, whatever the case may be. But that doesn't mean you just have to stop there. Because one thing didn't go how you planned, it's like, all right, there's always an alternative. So that's that's kind of how I look at it. Yeah. So for me, it's like, if you're a junior in high school right now, I'm going to just point out a few routes that you can go and give you a, give a little pros and cons if you're, if, you're a, if you're a high schooler. Even if you're not a junior or a sophomore or whatnot, you're in high school and you kind of know if offer is there. Like, the kids who are at that level, they, they know the offers is there because they because the offer and the scholarships are like two different things. Like an offer is saying like, hey, we kind of have a spot for you. A scholarship is like, hey, we we have a spot. You better come in and compete. So that's like the difference just to get that out the way. So like you have the prep school route. What's the pro in like a prep school route? Because I know you just brought up like you had prep school camps and stuff like that. The prep school route is you get like an extra year of basketball, like an extra year of like high school schooling to like kind of get you got actually to get better physically and and like you still go to class so you kind of get that college experience where you like might be in the dorm you're away from your family so you kind of learn that the cons to me for like the con for for prep school prep schools are are very expensive even the ones that's not the elite prep school prep school is expensive so that's something i consider they do give out scholarships but it's like they want to give scholarships to like the elite kids, but you could still get in the door there if that's something you consider. But prep school is expensive. Another pro before I get off of prep school, you go there, you don't lose your your four years of eligibility of college. So this gonna like translate to like JUCO because JUCO, I think the pro of JUCO is like, say like Cam just said, academically, if you're not ready yet to go to a Division One D two school because they have their certain requirement academically, you could go to JUCO. Get get your grades right and play basketball and play at like and play against some elite level talent because JUCO has elite level talent. Mm-hmm. Like like a con, like most JUCO. What you were saying, Cam? And that's another thing I wanted. Hold on, I wanted to add with with the JUCO. Also, when usually when you come into a JUCO as a freshman, you're gonna redshirt your freshman year. So really, your first year is yep. gonna be more so just that's basketball and getting your grades right. The JUCO route is like it's it's honestly a good route. The only con I see about JUCO that, like, I personally know that people that went to JUCO, they, but that's like, I would probably be used to it. But it's like some people would say, oh, they don't have the, like, the high tech facilities and traveling and all that. It's not, but, but I feel like if you already come from low level, you already, like, you're going to be used True. to that. That might honestly be an upgrade for some kids. But that's the only, like, negative I seen, like, from JUCO. And, and, and you, you might, yeah. lose your two years, like maybe it might take you two years at JUCO, so you might lose your eligibility to go play that Division One that you're aiming for or yeah. or D2, but you're still playing basketball, so to me, that's not really a con, because you're still playing. You're still playing at a high level, and you 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 getting right. And, and another thing that a lot of kids have to consider, especially at the high school level, you have to consider that not everyone get scholarships like it's not even like a a a big percentage number so 
you might feel like if you're a kid, you like, hey, I don't got a scholarship. It's over for me. Like, no, you can still pursue pursue basketball and get a higher education because it's really not that many kids that get scholarships like that. So it's not like you you like in a small group of kids that's not receiving scholarship. That's why we we say compete, compete, play basketball, get better, get better, because that opportunity could be so random. Like it could be so random. It could happen. AU, you could you could go to a camp. So you want to be prepared. You don't want to be that one kid. You like, oh, I, I ain't gonna condition. I'm, I'm gonna be okay there. And then you go in the building for Division One, D two school, D three, and these kids is walking you like they just treating you bad because they like, yo, I, I'm trying to get that opportunity. So you don't want to miss that opportunity. That's like a big thing. So exactly, yeah, don't miss that opportunity. And another thing I want to touch touch on is like scholarships scholarships and knowing because a lot of people don't really they just think it's just ncaa and that's it like you have naia like you have different like schools like you could go to uscaa and play in those leads for like a year and and then then make your move and, and then a lot of those schools in those leads too they are like trade school where you're like going to school for free and you're learning a craft like for example the um it's a school in virginia called the apprentice school they play in nia and i'm pretty sure that school is like free and i think the kids get paid like because they're learning a trade to like outside of like work so i'm pretty sure they get paid too while they go to school and get to play basketball so that's like kind of a unique avenue you could look at yeah what you were saying cam it's funny you said that bro bro (laughs) it's funny you said now it's funny you said that because the the year after I finished playing and I went to this uh this overseas camp in Boston, it was a dude on my team that went to that school. So like you, you yeah, like you can you can still be a player that trying to get to the next level. Like are you always gonna be successful? No, but just knowing that it's it's your opportunity can be there like it's not impossible for anybody like i feel like that's important for for young players to understand is like it's not impossible to get where you want to get like it may not always be the prettiest route but sometimes it got to be like that yeah and then another thing like to like to consider is financial like for the financial aspect of not getting a scholarship because like a lot of coaches i personally feel like they don't tell their kids this they don't because like dealing with like the school itself like see if you want to go be because you still have the option of going being a walk-on but you got to remember like we all love basketball i love basketball cam love basketball and you listening love basketball you got to think about that aspect of life too because if you don't get to like you said, that pinnacle, but you still want to play and enjoy the game. Consider cheaper schools if you not get if you don't got that scholarship, like the JUCOs. Like it might be like your local JUCO. It might not be like a because JUCO has level. It might not be like a a Division One JUCO that has like the connection to put you D one. But like if you stay at your local level for like a year and you you like yo, I'm getting my reps in, and you know like yo, all right, this is not like it's affordable. Like I this is gonna be affordable. Like life after basketball, I'm gonna be fine. And you you working you working your tail off because this is your chance to kind of make up for high school. Like make up when you like, yeah, I would because you gonna you gonna have to make up to to get your like name out there because it's a it's another 
it's not the kids that's coming from high school that's already like getting these spots. Right. So you gotta like make up a lot of you got you gotta make up for all that that time you probably play two K or whatnot, or you didn't put that extra time in. So that's something to consider the fin the financial aspect of like not getting a scholarship, but you still want to play basketball. That's something you should definitely consider. Any you got any take to give to anyone about like the financial aspect of like because like we said, not everybody's gonna get a scholarship. Yeah, I mean to keep it real, it's like if you're that player that, you know, you may have to walk on somewhere or you may have to go the JUCO route. When you're putting in the time with your books, you're putting in the time on the court, you also may have to get a job. <laughs> like, that's just keeping it real. Like, you may have to get a job on the side trying to help, you know, balance all that stuff out. Because, like you said, financially, if you're not in that upper level of players where you're getting scholarships and, you know, certain amount of money to spend and stuff like that, then you kind of got to figure it out on your own. And, you know, maybe, you know, your parents can help you out during that time, which don't, I would never take that as a bad thing. If you got parents that are in a position to help you out through this journey, especially at the high school and college level, please take advantage of that. If you're a if you're a, if you're a student athlete whose parents may not have it like that, then that's where this part will come into play. Where it's like you may just got to get a job while you're there, and you know, kind of learn how to how to what's the word I'm looking for? How to budget your money? Yeah, and learn how to maneuver around certain stuff, especially finance. Finance. Yeah. So I want to get. To I want to get back to like the NAIA. So the NIA, NAIA is like a, it's like another tier underneath NCAA. They give out scholarships. Um, if I'm not mistaken, when I was speaking to a, to a former coach a while back, he was saying about 800 million dollars worth of scholarship, and the basketball programs get about eight a year. So, and I don't know if that's split between girls and boys, but. That's still a that's still a that's still an opportunity knocking. So that's something to really consider, because you know NAIA don't get like a lot of exposure like NCAA. And the thing to think about with NAIA is that their rules are different than the NCAA. Like a high schooler could communicate with a NAIA coach, like like their senior, like not even senior sophomore year, they can honestly reach out to the coach, and it's not like a violation. Those are like. Their recruitment rules are a little bit different than the NCAA, where you're not getting penalized and all that. Now you you could you could reach out to that coach and just that alone could like put your name out there. You personally reaching out, and then you get in your you get your your high school coach to reach out on your behalf, send tapes. Like you could be knocking on the like you could keep like like you were saying, Cam, what you would say like a couple episodes back, like yo, just be that kid that's annoying. Like that might honestly get you a scholarship. Just be that annoying kid. That might honestly get you a scholarship. Yeah, because really, if you're one of them players that's like borderline, like if you're one of those players that don't kind of know where you fit as far as like going D1, D2, D3, I feel like the NAI is like perfect because like, like you said, you can reach out to them coaches. So it's like, ain't nothing wrong with that. I feel like if you're a player listening to this in high school right now and you you reach out to, you know, coaches or whatever, don't always go for those D1 schools. Go for those D2 schools, those D3 schools, those, those NAIA schools, especially those because 
I feel like those, those, that level is where you may end up finding your opportunity. You're mo- I feel like you may be most likely to find your opportunity there. Yeah, you don't want to just pass up on the scholarship just because, oh, that NCAA, it ain't popping. Like, come on, that's that's childish. Yeah, yeah, you don't want to be one of them players that looks at their recruitment as, like, you know, like a popularity contest. Like, it's it's not about looking good like at this point like you shouldn't even be worried about names you should just be worried about a school being interested yeah, in th- you that's really how i always looked at it having a school interested in you is the best feeling you can have so regardless of where it is if it's division two II, division three naia it don't matter a school wants you to play for them they're interested in you so I feel like anytime that's the case, you should always consider it. Yeah, that's like something I noticed like kids are like they I don't know if it discourages them that they don't get like a division one offer, but don't let that discourage you because you still get to play basketball. That's what we're trying to like let you guys know. Like it's not over because you don't get that division one offer or that high division two. To be honest, I don't even think a lot of kids even pay attention to Division Two. I'm just being honest. So I don't know how you feel about that, Cam, but I think a lot of kids don't even pay attention to Division Two. So they they just keep their 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 head focused on D one. They they don't, and that's that's a big yeah, and that's a big problem. Like I feel like that's one of that's one of the problems. Is like when I was in high school, like. I knew a couple dudes that got recruited by Fairmont State in West Virginia. If they recruited me, you think I'd have been on some ish like, oh nah, that ain't da da da. Like nah, like it don't. I don't gotta because, like I said, you don't have to know a lot about the school. Yeah. Do your research. Y'all got Google. But if a school is recruiting you, you have all the resources to do your research on this school, on the program, the coach. All you need, all, you got the name of the school, you got the coach's name, you got, that's all you need. Do your research. It's not just on the perfect school to come find you. Sometimes you got to go find that school and sometimes the school finds you and you still got to do your due diligence and make sure you understand that program. And that's a fair point you made. I feel like that's important too. Like uh, I said, that's a fair point you just made about like, yo, you got to do your due diligence and you got to like put yourself out there too. It can't just be because I feel like at this level, like at the time, at the phase basketball is in right now, is you want to you you got to find your best way to have more exposure. You can't just oh like I'm gonna just play and a, a school's gonna come find me. Uh, and it's not like that no more. I mean, I feel like it's really been like that, but it's really not like that no more at all. You got to, like, kind of put yourself out there because coaches are not traveling no more as, like, they used to. Like, the recruiting at the high level, they don't really travel that much no more. Now it's just like, all right, game tape. We got the kids game tape. We're going to watch him. We're going to hit his social media. We're going to see, like, who he following, how he react. with uh, like, they, like, kids don't re- realize that coaches do that. That's not just, like, federal agent or FBI doing that to criminals. Coaches do that when they recruit kids or like NBA guys when they get recruited by the, the NBA coaches. Coaches on every level does that. They they want to know if they bring in a kid with like a good attitude. Like they want to know what they get. So they're going to do all they digging just like that's why we saying you do all your digging on that school if they're going to do all the digging on you. 
especially if you put yourself out there to them where like you don't have the exposure you put yourself out there say you send that film over you speak to the coach and the coach like all right we see your film you look good now we, we kind of got like an interest in you now now you now you got to kind of be mindful of like what you put on social media how you act like all of that plays a factor in your route to get into division one because it's it's it got a little bit more difficult for, for like this era for them because it, they have to deal with so much other variables that don't have to do it on the court. So that's something you got to keep in mind too. If you're listening right now. Yeah, I agree. And especially if you're in high school and you're on this journey and you know, you're going to have coaches that are going to come across your social media. I would just suggest clean, clean your social media. So uh, clean your social media now you know have it to where like if you're being recruited your instagram and stuff like that should be just so pretty much just mainly basketball related like you know having pictures with your family and your friends is cool but like nothing nothing that's gonna yeah seem negative to a school so i feel like that's important too because Schools, every school want to maintain an image no matter what, where they're at, no matter if they're Division One, NAIA, USCA. They want to always keep that image. So you you don't want your image to be the that thing that derails you from not getting getting there off of just like you posted a stupid picture or something like that. So that's that's like something to be very mindful of, like as an athlete, if you listen right now and to get back to the point of exposure, like. Get to camps. Like like how Cam said he went to a lot of camps. I personally didn't go to a lot of camps coming out of high school. So that's something I felt like no one ever told me. Like, I mean, people said it, but it always felt like, oh, I need money to get put it put a camp or I need to be invited. But no, I it's kids that go to camp that I'll be like, yo, you don't even belong on a basketball court. But they they got the money, they pay their way in. So I think camps is like a way. Oh, another way to get exposure. You just basically want to make yourself available. You just want to always be there, be seen, be sight. And you go to the camp, maybe a simple thing as giving the coaches a shout out after the camp or whatever camp, whatever school you go to. That probably go a long way. Like just the little things. Pay attention to all of that. Yeah, and to piggyback off of what you just said, even the camps that I went to in high school, they were expensive. Do not get it messed up. Some of them camps were expensive. And I had to go to multiple family members to scrape up money to be able to go to those camps. So if you can find like local camps where you live that are free or, you know, are way more reasonably priced, you know, take advantage of those too. Some of the more, the higher level camps are going to be expensive unless, you know, you have some type of connection where maybe you go for free. I'm not sure how that works these days, but that's a, a financial part of, of that too is going to those camps do cost money. So if you got to do, sometimes you may have to do a fundraiser or, you know, like I did, just go to multiple family members that support you and say, oh, can I get, you know, maybe $50 from y'all or, you know, $100 from your grandparents or something like that. And you can, you can find ways to try to make it work. Yeah, man. It- it's just basically investing yourself because right now we're speaking to, to the kids. You know, if you're not getting a scholarship right now, like you want to invest back into yourself before it's too late because it, 
it's going to be a journey. It's going to be a journey. And you don't want to set yourself up when basketball is done and you like you have to take out X amount of loans and all that. That's why we're trying to like, because I feel like this is like, I don't know if Cam agree with me on this. I feel like this is like an aspect. I, I feel like college coaches didn't talk about, I mean, not college coaches. Sorry about that. High school coaches didn't talk about AAU coach. They never really was like, hey, man, keep your doors open. Like, go this route. They never do too much route. It was like, oh, you just want to get Division One, And, like, that's all I felt like I heard. And then it kind of – it didn't never derail me from go playing basketball, but it just made me think, like, Division One, Division One, Division One. It never made me think, like, hey, I could probably, for example, go to the military, try out for the military basketball team, play there for uh, – go four years in the military, come back out. Now I got a GI Bill. I can go play basketball because at this point you probably are like you go in at 18, you come out like 21, you can still be a good player and, and still do your thing. See, it's like a lot of options. Like I feel like never got exposed to, to my generation and the new generation. I feel like they don't know the option. So that's the worst part. Like you, it's available there. We just never had the internet to access all this information. You guys have the internet, but just don't want to know the options. Because maybe because it's like a it's it hurt to know that you're not getting a scholarship. I don't I, I don't feel like you should be upset about that. It's a hard game. Yeah, I think it, it could be a pride. It could be a pride thing. I think it definitely could be a pride thing sometimes where like I said, you don't it's not going how you thought it would go. And you know, and it could be for you know, any reason. It's not necessarily just one reason, but it could not be going how you thought it would go. And it's a pride thing where, like you said, you don't like the fact that this is what's happening. So I feel like even if that's the case, that's even more reason to to find another route. Yeah. Use that as motivation. Like, nah, I'm not I'm not trying to go out like that. Like to find you know, find another yeah. way. And that's the thing, like, don't get don't get down just like prepare yourself. Just prepare yourself for every other option. If you truly want to pursue the game at that level, but if you just like, yo, I'm I'm fine. I, I enjoyed high school basketball. There's nothing wrong with that either. There's nothing wrong with that either. You enjoy high school basketball. You just like, I'm good. But don't push Division three and these non known leads away because those leads could give you one more, one or two more year, and you get that opportunity to burst onto the scene, and you probably get that Division two or that Division one. And like Cam said multiple times, he's been to overseas workout and dudes are like, good, that's not even from these high level. So that's the thing. Yeah, I mean, I'm glad glad you brought that up. That camp, that specific camp I was talking about, I played against dudes. Some were already professionals. Some were out of college like me trying to get spots on teams. So it's dudes from Division One schools that got no burn that was there, like bench riders from high-level Division One teams. These weren't all just like, you know, the top players from every top college that – because most of them dudes is already playing or in the NBA or whatever. So when you're that, you know, lower level, you got to grind still, no matter where you went to – like, because when it gets to that level, y- your school name ain't going to get you nowhere. Like, it's cool. They know where you went and who'd you play for and blah, blah, blah. But once you get to that level, it's about that camp and what you're going to do to show them you should sign me. Because at the end of the day, once you get there, they don't care about what school you went to. Yeah. They really don't. Like I said, it was a dude on my team that went to the apprentice school. And he could, and then the boy could hoop. Like, 
It didn't matter what school he went to. I'm pretty sure he got signed because they didn't care. They're like, he was like six, yeah. six, six, seven, athletic, like a two, three combo. Like they didn't care. They're like, oh, you get, yeah, we signing you. Like they don't care about that. When you're, maybe if you're at like the G League or something like that, okay, your school and your coach may be able to get you somewhere. But when we're talking about lower level leagues, like you said, not even just at the college level, the next level, lower level leagues, it's going to be dogs there too. Yeah. Every even at the lower level, at any level of basketball, it's going to be dogs there too. Because some of them probably should be at a higher level and just didn't get there. Yeah, like you just said, it's dogs there. So if you're in high school right now, you listening? Just take a weekend, or and when the college basketball season about to start on every level, every basketball season start, go to a JUCO. Yeah, go to your local JUCO and go see like. Don't pay attention to big names. Go to like local stuff in your region and watch these kids play. And you're gonna be like, yo, they go hard. So so you know the type, like it's like their survival mode. The hunger is there. So if you think you're like, oh, I'm better, because I feel like a lot of kids, uh personally that I've met recently, a lot of kids think they're better than what they are. And you're gonna get a wake-up call. It might not come this season. It might it might not come it's gonna come soon. You're gonna get a wake-up call when you when you approach that college level and kids are are hungry and they dogs you like yo you, yo how this kid so good he not even d1 you you realize you don't have that hunger a lot of players find out that they don't have the hunger they thought they did you're gonna get a wake-up call like you gotta want it more than the next man what you were saying cam i think you like fuzzed out a little bit nah, i said i think a lot of times players realize they don't they're not as hungry as they thought they were so a lot of times when they get that that wake-up call it's like yo like I gotta, I gotta get hungry. Like these dudes is hungry. Like they wanna, they trying to take my spot. Like yeah, that's how you gotta look at it. That's why we, that's why we preach. We both preach. Go to your local college. Go watch, uh, like watch colleges in your regions play. See these kids because some of these kids are. Not, this, that's the thing. Like a lot of kids are us. A lot of these kids are not from your area. They are from other states. Like yo, I'm hungry and I'm, I'm willing to go mm-hmm. in. In the sticks, they were like, "I'm willing to go play in the sticks and, and get right, so I could, so I could get to another level or go overseas." Like, so that's something I feel like I noticed, like, with recently with kids that I encountered that's playing high school, that they're they, they think they're at this level, and that's something that that should be in consideration when it comes to college. Humble yourself, humble yourself, bring yourself back to reality, because now you get to measure yourself, not other with other players. You get to measure yourself and be like, "Yo, do I got scholarships on the table right now?" Do I got this going? Do I got that going? And if you don't have those, you be like, now you have to be like, what do I need to do? Because that's part of the trend. Like, what do I need to do to obtain these scholarships? Am I, am I like, you got to ask the little questions. Like, am I being a good player? Is my attitude right? Am I a good leader? It, it's going to come back and you got to answer those questions to yourself because all this is going to be presented. Like all this is going to be in position to, for a college coach to see. They're going to know if you, you're you a good leader. Like, you got to ask all those questions to yourself one day. Ask your coach, like, coach, is my body language good enough? It, like, what do I need? Like, because I think, like you said, it's a pride thing. A lot of kids probably don't want to ask their coach and don't want to don't want to hear the reality like, yo, you're not at that level. Like, it's some coaches that probably straight up tell their kids like, yo, D1, don't even think about it. D2, not even close. You should more think about D3. And, and it, it, it sucks to hear that, but that's where you got to take it. You take it and you run with it. You like, all right, you think I'm not a D1 guy? 
or you don't think I'm this type of level guy, and you take it and you be like, what do I need to improve? You either ask your coach or you ask yourself. So that's what it comes down to. I'm glad you said that because I had teammates like that in high school. And I feel like if you're getting, let's say you don't get any D1 or D2 offers and all your offers are D3, your main focus should be trying to figure out how to best prepare yourself to play at the D3 level. Like at, at that point, like I, like even then it would still be good for you to try to pursue division two or i mean obviously if if you're getting multiple division three offers that's probably around the level where you're going to be maybe division two so it's like if i'm that player i'm gonna be asking my coach like all right these schools these d3 schools are looking at me what do i need to do to best prepare me to once i get there like at that point it's like all right you kind of know where you fit all right now Try to prepare yourself as best as you can and try to do it early. Don't, if this is your junior year, don't wait to the end of your senior year to be like, all right, coach, what do I need to do now? Cause I'm about to go up there in a couple months. Nah, you should have been doing that the year before. Just too, like, a, you're already behind the eight ball now. Once you, even if you try to start late and get yourself right, you're still going to be lacking in some areas. Yeah, that's what you want to be. Man, you want to be prepared, and and like leading back, that comes to knowing what route to do for to in order to get to achieve your 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 level of play, so you could play at that level. You you got to know yourself a little. Like you got to know yourself as a basketball player, and bring yourself back down to earth, humble yourself, think about, just evaluate your situation, because there's no need for my in a, my running with current kids. That kids are acting like, yo, these kids are acting like they Cooper flag. Like, they or they like the next big thing. They DJ Wagner. Like, they got hella scholarship. Like, I was so confused. I texted the head coach. Like, yo, he got a scholarship? No. Respond was no. I was like, why is attitude like that? Why he think he's the, the best in the world? There's nothing wrong with feeling like you the best. But if it ain't showing that you the best, you got to work. That means there's work to be done. You only can be the best when you're playing against the best. That's how I look at it. If you're not playing against the best in the country, you can't really consider it like you can personally, individually, in your mind, consider yourself the best. But you don't you shouldn't have to vocalize that or, you know, give off that energy because it would speak for itself. It clearly don't speak for itself if you got to, like, give that off. Like the ones that are the best in the country right now. They don't got to tell like you said, Cooper Flag, like he don't got to go around telling people who he is like. You want you gonna it's game speaks for itself. Like I feel like that's a big part of what's missing now, and I think a lot of that is because of social media. Let your game speak for itself. You don't gotta tell nobody nothing about your game. Let it speak for itself. You don't gotta tell people how good you are. You don't gotta say, Oh, I did this and that. If you're one of them dudes and you're something to be talked about, people are gonna talk about you and people are gonna know how good you are. So I feel like it should always be your game speaking for you. Because if you got to speak for your game, something ain't adding up. Your game ain't all that then. Yeah. Usually, that's how it is. Don't turn down any opportunity because, because oh, it's not that. what well, It's not because. It, don't turn down no opportunity because you feel like it's not what you want. Sometimes what you want ain't going to always be there. Like Cam just said, that's just the level you're at. You're going to get. 
you're gonna get what you what what they feel like you're at. If they feel like you're a division three player, you're gonna get division three looks. So don't. I mean, it's market value, bro. That's what very pretty much what it is in a nutshell. Yeah. It's market value. Where do they see you at? And like to get to the to the main, we want to get to the main construction. This whole episode is to say you have different options when you know you don't have a scholarship. Because I know if you're listening right now, majority of the time, most of y'all coaches did not come to y'all and tell y'all like, yo, all y'all not getting scholarships. So this is just like a reality check. Measure yourself. Right, like measure yourself right now. Think about all, think about everything you've been doing and just find out what's more I need, what's more need to be done so I could get a scholarship or I could put myself in a position to where I'm, I'm reaching to get to that goal and I'm not behind the eight ball. So that's like a big thing, right? That's what we're trying to, that's what we're trying to say. Work hard now because it will pay off later. Work hard now. That, like Cam always said, basketball will treat you right. If you treat basketball right, it will treat you right. Exactly. And I think it's important to just always put the game first. And like I was just saying, let your game speak for yourself. Like, let your game speak for yourself. When it comes to these schools, like we were saying before, do your research. It's never, it's nothing wrong with knowing too much, like knowing too much information about something. So whether it's researching, like literally when I was in eighth or ninth grade is when I first started researching playing overseas. Like it's, it's, you can, you can always research something and learn more about it. So it's like, whether that's different schools, like if you're listening, when you have free time today, maybe tomorrow, whenever, go look up NAIA schools, go look up smaller division three and division two schools see what schools in those those leagues what look at the the what are the best schools playing yeah. in those in those leagues and conferences now go watch some of their games if you have a local small school yeah. where you live or a juco like ken said go watch their games it's nothing wrong it's nothing wrong with watching every level of basketball watch watch women's games watch college girls games yeah. like literally and that when we say go to watch a juco game you can go watch a juco uh, girls game you can go watch a juco men game it don't matter just try to watch and surround yourself with as much basketball as you can like if this is really what you want to do you really have to become like obsessed with basketball really that's just yeah, submerge yourself in it. You have to like submerge yourself in basketball. Yeah, you gotta you gotta make this your life. And if you're and again, we spoke on this the last episode. You can have social a social life. You can have you know relationships outside of basketball. But as far as most of your time needs to be consumed by basketball and something that's going to help you get to that level you want to get to. I feel like every day you should be doing something that helps towards that, whether it be looking up schools, whether it be working out, practicing, whether it be, you know, trying to figure out new workouts to do to help your game. Anything that's going to watch other teams, going to watch um, college games, anything that's going to help build build you up toward, towards this you know, this goal, I feel like that that should just be what it's all about at this point. And to hit at hit back at 
going to watch like the local level. So as a male athlete, if you go watch a JUCO game at your regional area or your local level, ask yourself when you watch the game, feel the intensity of that game and ask yourself, can I play on the court with these kids? Like that's something you got to do. And that, like same thing for a female, exactly. like if you're dealing with, you don't have scholarship, go check out the, the local girls team and ask yourself, can I, can I hang with them? Can I be on the same court with these players? Because that's a that's another reality check. And then just for like opposite with, with men, go to a women's game, learn different, submerge yourself in basketball. Just look at basketball at every level and just enjoy it. Like basketball should not be like a part-time thing if you want to take it serious. Now, if you don't want to take it serious, have fun. Just have fun. But if you want to take it serious, don't make it up. You can't be a part-time hooper, but want a full-time scholarship. That that's not gonna work. So you gotta like, you gotta become one with it for every Everyone that's like pursuing that 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 higher level basketball, you gotta you gotta go after it. You have to go after it because then if you don't, you gonna you gonna come back and be like, man, I should have did this. I should have did that. And that's one thing you don't want to do. You don't want to be like, I should have did that. That's the worst feeling. Yeah, you don't want regret. You want to end it off there, Cam? Yeah, you definitely don't want regret. Yeah, you, I, I'm a piggyback of what you said. You definitely don't want no regrets, and you don't want to, you know. Time to go by you looking back and feeling like you didn't do enough or, you know, you could have did more. And maybe that the reason why something didn't play out the way you wanted to. But I feel like if you want your plans to play out how you want them to, your best bet is to just work harder than everybody and be obsessed with basketball. That's that'll that seems to be like, you know, in a nutshell, that's just how it is. Like you got to. You got to just want to work harder than everybody. And it's, I mean, as a high school kid and a college kid, sometimes, you know, that's difficult depending on the, the player. But I feel like if you really love it, it's, it's, it's not that hard for you to just be like, all right, this is what it's going to be. So I think. Yeah. As long as you keep that in perspective, it's like, the basketball part always take care of itself. Yeah, it's gonna take care of itself, man. And then another thing, to, I'm gonna end it off. We just add, I'm gonna end it off with this. Find out why you play basketball too. They're like, why you play? Like, do you love it or are you doing it for like popularity? Like, find out what's your what's that fire that that lights you and you. Is it therapy when you get on the court? Like, find out what I know, because I know like high schoolers they deal with still trying to figure out who they are as a person. It's the same thing on the court. So as you figure yourself out as a person, yeah. figure out your your love, like why you love the game too. Because everybody have reason why they was loving the game. So find out yours and let that be that fire. Exactly. We appreciate you listening to the podcast. Until next time, stay under the umbrella.